Hello from Nick, it's me, I'm here in the middle of a city, closer to the south and right by the water, everything is loud cause the traffic's right outside my place, and there's an entrance to the freeway, highway QEW, and 401, Don Valley. No, not the Don Valley Parkway, but lots of entrances to high-speed roads right by where I live. Thank you very much for listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am the titular host, the only one who mans the mic at the beginning of the episodes, generally. Maybe once in a while, I'll let someone else do the intro, but that hasn't happened yet. Will it ever happen? We don't know, because it hasn't happened yet. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Got my Spotify podcast rap today sent to me. Don't get the, I don't get like the other Spotify stuff because I got rid of my Spotify subscription. I didn't, I found another avenue for streaming music. Basically, I don't want to, I didn't want ads on YouTube. I wanted to listen to YouTube on my phone without having the app open. So I subscribe to YouTube Premium, and they give you the YouTube Music thing with that. So I use YouTube Music, and it's fine. Uh, so, But I did get my Spotify info, and if you're listening to this on Spotify, thank you. I was nicely surprised by the amount of people checking me out on the Fi. Now, normally I'd complain about, oh, the streaming money. You don't get money for the streaming money. I don't get No podcaster is getting money for streaming on Spotify, unless Spotify called them and say, hello, this is the CEO of Spotify. I'd like you to be on our po- our, our podcast uh, wing, and we have money to offer you. There's no streaming money for amount of clicks on your podcast, and I don't get that on um, the iTunes either. It's all dependent on crowd-based <laughs> Decision-making, i.e. ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. That's where you can throw a dollar or two. All right? It's December. Trying to go on a trip at the end of the month. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, feel free to send me a dollar or two at the Kofi link that I have included in the episode description. Yeah, so again, it's been a minute. I haven't done an episode for a little while. Um, things are just hectic. What can I say? I don't know, man. I'm trying. I'm having, I'm thinking about the podcast all the time, making little notes. Am I referring to those notes today? Nah, not right now at least. But yeah, it's always on my mind. It's just that sometimes getting my knees, not putting my, sitting down, putting my knees together, hunkering down and talking into this microphone doesn't seem to happen. Uh, I guess I was working at a lot of shows last week and doing stand-up and stuff. I am back doing stand-up. It is fun. I'm doing it often enough. I put on a show at a place called uh, Tammy's with my friend Ben Steger, who is hilarious. And uh, it went well. Tammy's is owned by a friend of the show, former guest Jamal Severin Watson. And uh, he used to own a place called Unlovable, where I did a show with the comedian Steph Tolove, another friend of the show. She's been on it, I think. And uh, has she? Maybe she hasn't. No, Steph must have been on at least once. 
but I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, uh, Jamal's got a new bar. We had some people show up. We did the show. It was a treat and a blast. So that was a nice little reminder to me that I can put together these little gigs and it's not bad. And other than that, I don't know. I'm just like faced with the pile of things I, I had to resell. This is like ADHD in action right now. Looking at these freaking items I purchased with the idea of reselling and saying, why haven't you resold them yet? I have a VHS copy of Red Heat starring Jim Belushi and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I haven't even put that on market yet. You know that'll get snapped up fast. I did get accepted by this like streaming thing where you can do live streaming auctions called uh, Whatnot. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I'll let you know how, what's going on with that. I think my name on Whatnot is It's Nick Flanagan. So feel free to check that out. Anyway, today I hope to answer some of your big questions and talk a little more about your life. So let's get into it. My life. Not your life, my life. I want to talk about your life too. Maybe I'll talk about your life. Or maybe I won't. We'll see. It's all a thing. And it has been a time. And I'm very sorry it's taken me so long to put out an episode in the last while. I don't know. I am learning on as I go. It's been years of doing this, but I'm still learning as I go. Hoping that the next year will be the best year. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to now answer some question. One question. I got a message from someone who wanted to be anonymous. And I'm paraphrasing here, but it was essentially about raising neurodivergent kids as best they can right now, which means um, being aware of their needs, telling them all about, you know, coping mechanisms and, and giving them means of uh, comforting themselves, things they can learn about themselves. But their concern was that the, quote, real world, the world, the outside world, might not be as kind or as giving or as forgiving for their neurodivergency. So in other words, they're saying, am I uh, creating a bubble for these uh, kids of mine to live in who that will be burst as soon as they enter the real world. Well, first of all, I don't know. It sounds like you've got a real world going and it sounds nice. So that's good. And frankly, you know, ADHD, different types of neurodivergency uh, produce a certain resilience within feeling bad sometimes. And on top of that, you know, a certain morality. Sometimes we can't match it, but a lot of the time we do know right and wrong. We do know what kind of justice and that type of thing that we like. So I think creating more people who have a really good sense of who they are, what kind of a world they want to live in, will help buffer all the bad stuff out there. So I understand this fear of yours. I, To some extent, I'm not a parent. 
So I, I, I can't totally understand what it's like to be completely freaked out about your kids at all, all times, no matter what they're like, uh, what they're going through, what their, you know, brains are like. But um, I think you're doing the right thing. And I think that that car disagrees with me. But just because the car outside wants to honk, you know, and really what you're talking about is the metaphorical honking car. That person must have been honking at nothing. I'm outside. I don't see any emergencies, any traffic. What was that person honking at? So you're trying to make it so... Not only do you want your kids to have, you know, knowledge of... I mean, really, you're teaching them how to handle themselves within adversity. So if you think about it that way, you're doing the right thing no matter how difficult it is out there. And hopefully it's not that difficult. We have no idea what the world is going to look like. Let's face it, we are in a, a period of incredible flux. Things are shaking out. I have no idea how long it'll... The shaking is ongoing. The snow globe is being shaken and everyone's like, ah, uncomfortable. So maybe the world that will shake out will actually be more accepting because there's entire generations that have had these kinds of teachings. And a lot of the people who are young and impressionable, even those who are kind of loud voices stressing everyone out and may not be saying things that we like or find good at all, some of those people may realize their neurodivergency and start to deal with it because I think that this is going to be a perfect segue into my next conversational topic, which is just that I think um, a lot of people who are in the throes of untreated mental health issues have very loud voices right now and they're spreading some very toxic things. I mean, I don't want to diagnose people from afar, but I'm in a lot of stress and pain about this whole Kanye stuff. I'm almost embarrassed about it. I was always a huge fan of Kanye's uh, production and, you know, his uh, work ethic. Obviously, a lot of the people he would get to uh, perform on his albums, I always liked him, but he was never my favorite part of his, um, as a rapper, he was never my favorite part of his songs most of the time, but that's, doesn't matter. My point is that what's happened now with him is very obviously a mental break. I mean, it's super obvious and, and it's being exploited by, you could just name them, Nick Fuentes, Candace Owens, um, Alex Jones, Owen Benjamin, Milo, like all these people who have been just these pests, high-level pests for years and years. And now it's kind of gotten to the point where they're able to actually have someone who has a different kind of pop culture influence and ultimately maybe a, a stronger one uh, where they can actually use him to not even it's not even about getting their views across it really is just about them getting more attention you know and hopefully more money that's what i really think most most of those folks uh are in it for but some of them are diehards and devoted to their cause and i i i feel bad for them but not, i can't 
deny like I'm not gonna hear I, I I'm not gonna deny this Kanye West responsibility and everything that he's doing don't get me wrong I'm not it, it, how many times have people told stories about going off their medication and having these horrible episodes and and Kanye is actively talking about that and I don't think he's doing it in a manipulative way if anything he's manipulating himself which sounds gross and kind of sexual when I put it that way but he's <laughs> and if he's had these beliefs people say well you know some people don't aren't super anti-semitic when they you know have breaks uh, mental breaks breakdowns but I, I think honestly people are really capable of saying anything if they feel attacked you know and if they're if they have a mind that's going 100 miles a minute, they can make equations that are just really wrong. And um, I, I, I'm if if he has that in his background, which probably there is elements of that in his background, um, anti-Semitic thoughts. I mean, that's going to just ramp up to the absurd levels we're at right now where he's actually making these folks uncomfortable because he's saying the stuff that they have never dared say spell out before and uh, he's also not making very much sense I mean even within everything he's saying it's there's a lot of true gibberish happening so just watching this and happen and, and raising the profile of these really awful people and, you know, potentially creating conflict, and this is very general to put, but between, you know, uh, issues of anti-Semitism and, and issues of anti-black, uh, blackness, or, you know, like, that's, pitting people against each other is one of the um, most classic strategies that's brought about. I mean, what's ironic is that's also happening in the Republican Party right now because Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis on the Republican side are sort of having a bit of a Cold War. And they brought... Kanye and Milo Yiannopoulos brought this, like, super racist guy, Nick Fuentes, to dinner with Trump. It almost seems like a setup. So there's a lot of intrigue going on. This all comes in with Twitter being a madhouse and a cesspool and much less fun to navigate than it was before, which is saying something. So to my questioner, I say, just try to have your kids know when to breathe <laughs> and when to not say if the thoughts are based in negativity or hatred to really examine them <laughs> before they put them out there and you know the idealist in me is still hopeful for some bizarre reason because I feel often backed into a corner but I somehow have these thoughts that everything is going to somehow work out and then at the last moment I'm like oh it's not going to work out you got to come with, with plan B with people with which people with ADHD are very good at plan B and sometimes even plan C or D. Um, 
But yeah, the Kanye stuff. I, I, I'm really loath to bring it up. And I, I remember at the beginning of this whole episode, I think a lot of people were just like, don't pay attention. You know. But we we underestimate the attention-grabbing <laughs> tactics people have. And to go on this bankrupt conspiracy theorists show that I don't even know where you can watch it. Alex Jones, like, in a, with your face covered in your hoodie or something. I, I don't really know what that fashion was. Or, it wasn't quite a ski mask. It was like something else. It was, it was almost like, a, like an S&M outfit. And uh, he got everyone's attention again. You got us. Yay. You, yay got us. And um, that's just, I, I don't like bunching people together as one type of um, detestable thing. And I don't think I've done that with the right-wing shit. The main people I worry about are the individuals spreading, like, loathsome stuff, you know? Like, those names I just mentioned. In terms of the, like, on-the-ground people who added in them to go to January 6th or, you know, support whatever is happening with Roe versus Wade or in Canada, people supporting whatever's going on in Alberta. I don't know. It's disappointing but I don't know who those people are. I don't know what their perspectives are. But I do know what's being pumped into our brains. And it's the pumpers. It's the pumpers we gotta worry about, folks. Fear the pumpers. I mean, gas stations with attendants are great. Those pumpers are fine. Pumping iron people, even though God, that's good health if you do it nicely and you're not too steroids about it, you know. But uh, the people pumping the crap into our brains, and I don't know, I don't like it. I did the door for a? Well, I didn't do the door yesterday. I was like helping run this show last night. It was so such a cool show. This like really interesting punk band called Special Interest. Uh, headlined, and then there was a group called HRT that was sort of like, you know, I don't know, it was like an industrial kind of lo-fi. And then a band called Dermabrasion, who I've seen a few times. I think they're great. They all played at the Velvet Underground, and I saw so many of my friends. It was like a queer event. It was a, a punk event. I was so... I don't know, at the time, I mean, it was just, I, I just was thinking it over today, and it was just so great seeing all those people together and in a room, all of us doing stuff, you know, playing that we've been doing for, for 20 odd years, just essentially bringing people together. Tons of, you know, like gender, um, whatever, like, you know, gender anarchy going on at the show and and uh we all had our friend who who put on a show called uh a, an event called Vaseline Will Monroe and he passed away years ago now uh, like 12 years ago 13 years ago and um this is the kind of event that would have been a, a Vaseline if Vaseline were still happening and it was re it's really amazing to me thinking about that and then it was um 
was it called World AIDS Day? I don't know. I don't remember the names of these, but basically a day of memory for those last two, HIV and AIDS. Uh, a few days ago, and I've been following this AIDS memorial Instagram, reading all these um, just you know heartbreaking memories of all the people lost then in in, in that uh, long time period where people were really dying of HIV and AIDS, um, and then looking at the way things are right now, and just thinking, wow, like it's still such such a slog it's like people still have such hateful thoughts about this community of people this type of person this person who has just something just who they are you know and that's that was making me sad too but you know i am lucky enough to be involved in a lot of worlds where that is not a hated thing and that is not that is just something that's happening and I wish everybody could just be forced to work every person who's uncomfortable gay people or trans people anyone who's a little bit strange to them or dressed or with green hair whatever people are mad about just do the door at a show like that like go on tour with them you know You'll like it. You'll be forced to accept them. I insist you accept them. And maybe people are more accepted than I think. I don't know. It's just this whole situation is making me very cynical. The clock being put, the the dial being pushed back is scary to me. And I want to, I'm doing comedy. I'm not just here being, oh, it sucks. But like, and it's important that we all make each other laugh and smile, but you know, I, I really hope that this is cresting all of this anger and hatred in, in the West. You know, I, I can't control what's happening all across the world. I hope it's cresting everywhere and it's going to recede, but can't control everywhere. I can't even control my apartment. It's a, it's a mess. Winter is coming. Too, because I'm here in Toronto and, and it gets cold here and I don't I don't love that winter is coming I was like fooling myself in October and November I was like this is not gonna it's gonna be decently walkable and fall jackets for who knows this could happen until January and then we'll just have like two months of it but it kind of snowed the other day and it's cold at night and it's cold sometimes in the day and I've been wearing long johns for weeks i'm not gonna say the same ones but sometimes the same ones uh so winter's coming and i just want to prepare you know i got my demulsion my vitamin d thing i've got uh, a trip planned as i mentioned and i just want it to be the most pleasant winter so if you can think of how to have a nice winter and don't tell me to do outdoorsy things. <laughs> don't be like, you got a snowboard, dude. Excuse me, I like my ankles. And I don't want to put them through hell. Don't be like, you gotta skate. You gotta get on the fi ice skating. No, I could cut my, cut my face with the skates. I don't trust myself on ice skates. 
Walking? I'll do walking. But I forgot, I don't even have boots yet. This is crazy. But if you have tips on how to have a really fun winter, feel free to message me on the Instagram or write weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Exercise I'm into. Outdoor exercise? I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, it, it there's a city called Ottawa. Maybe you heard of it. Capital of Canada. Hometown of Tom Green. Paul Anka. Big stars. Anyway, you go there. Freezing. Not good in the winter, temperature-wise. But I feel like they all have like some sort of thing they do in the winter. They all go on some sort of long frozen canal skating, you know, and they they all work for the government, nine to five, Monday to Friday, and on the weekends they're skating, ice skating and luging and um, eating beaver tails. Here, I'm not doing any of that. Here it's just cold pavement. And I don't want it. But if you know how to have fun in this city, in the cold, on a budget, let me know. I'll share it with you, the audience. And the people who have sent me that will already know what to do. But then the rest, you can cover your ears for that part. And the rest of you will be so glad to be getting these tips. And I'll think of tips too. Maybe I should make a movies to watch list. That sounds like a lot of work. And I want to thank you for listening. We're almost at the end of the year. Thank you to everyone who's listened this year. I really appreciate it. And I feel like I dropped some balls. (laughs) Why did that sound dirty? I just feel like I can't believe I... I don't know if I... I think I released like one or two interviews this year. And I have them in, 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 in the vault. I have a couple. Maybe even three. And they're good. And hopefully I'll get them out to you soon. So next year I'm going to really make an effort to do a lot more interviews, get them out faster, figure out how not to record via QuickTime, which is what I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, if there's anyone you want me to talk to, again, let me know. I'm, I'm open. I'm open. You can even send me, like, a voice memo. I'll play it on the show if it's not too weird folks friends fun people I'm gonna go for now let's get into gear let's enjoy the rest of December things can only go up and there's some good stuff already happening so it ain't all tar and misery there's that movie tar And there's that movie, Misery. There's a lot more movies beyond those two movies. That's what I'm saying. Be well. Get some of those vitamins. Eat an apple. You know what the doctor says. He says, I'm not coming. You have an apple every day. Have an apple. Have two. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Oh, and I was posting... I've been posting some of my shows... Uh, I think to Instagram lately. If you're in Toronto, I have some shows booked. And hopefully I can get some shows out of town as well soon. Talking to friends about that. It'll be good. All right. Bye. 
Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.